When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My next guest co-founded a dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts. And in that dispensary, they actively participate in the communities they work and live in, investing in the art, music, and culture in and around Davis Square, to advocating for neighbors, speaking out, standing up, and fighting the good fight. Committed to being doing good for all. The goods is what they're called. And I'm here with one of the co-founders, Chris Vining. Chris, thanks for being on. Oh, thank you for having me. Really look forward to uh, speaking about some of the things that the store has been doing in the past year. Well, talk to me about that. I mean, now, I'm not necessarily aware. Of, I didn't get a chance to go look and see exactly where Somerville is compared to, you know, I guess if it's if it's closer to Boston or Providence or things like that, just know that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Let me give you a little bit of information. So Somerville is just north of the city of Boston. It's one of the most densely uh, packed communities in New England. Uh, the population demographics uh, are you know, very varied. We have uh, colleges in Somerville. We have Tufts University. Harvard uh, is right there in Cambridge. And we're located on the, the red line in Davis Square, which is one of the unique squares of Somerville. A lot of art and culture is happening there. Uh, we uh, began this process back in 2019. And, and with my co-founder, Alex DeGroote, uh, we really sought to elevate the relationship between a cannabis dispensary uh, and the greater community that's both in, inside of the store and outside of the store. Well, and that's why you refer to it as community cannabis. Talk to me about the idea of trying to combine both. Yeah, absolutely. We thought that there, there was a real gap in the optimization between the operations of a cannabis dispensary and the community at large. Having started the process, you know, years ahead of opening, it took us almost three and a half years from uh, starting the application process to opening our doors. We we really entrenched ourselves with the local community. Myself and Alex both live in Somerville, uh, have for a number of years. And we, throughout the process, gained advocacy by meeting with local nonprofits, business leaders. We engaged with the uh, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, and really saw an opportunity that a store that's very high profile, our store is uh, basically on Main Street. We're right across from a Chase Bank and a Starbucks, mm -hmm. uh, that we really had the opportunity to do a little bit better than most of the dispensaries in the way that we we sought to engage uh, our community. And that was intentional. And we, we sort of built the entire business around optimizing that relationship. And the way that we do it is varied. We have, uh, we'll start in the, on the outside of the store. We have two street facing windows that are required to be covered up by state compliance. And we thought that using one of those windows as a nonprofit engagement tool was an effective business strategy for us. We've uh, we started with a group called the Community Action Agency of Somerville. Uh, they had an event going on there uh, for what's called Evicted. It's a book and an art installation that was going on at one of the, the various studios here in Somerville. Uh, we just put their oversized poster in our window, and it, it really kind of was a light bulb moment for Alex and myself that, hey, 
let's do this all the time. Let's let's have a rotating cast of nonprofit organizations uh, in and around Somerville uh, that we can highlight on Main Street. And we get thousands of people who walk by our, our doors every day, not all of them customers, uh, but it gives some you know, visualization to the good work that's being done here in Somerville. And uh, then you take it into the store. We've, we've built a what we like to call a familiar, relaxed and inclusive environment that makes people feel comfortable engaging with us. It's really important. We, we want it to be as close to traditional retail as possible. And as a part of that, the design of the store is very bright and encourages customers to browse the, the sales floor, uh, to engage with the product so that they feel better about what they leave the store with. And then in addition to that, we've uh, we carved out about 250 square feet of the store uh, for what we call our community room. And, and we've hosted a variety of events of events there, uh, anything from uh, a group called Mass Cultivated that ha- helps people find jobs in the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. And even in our own building, the Homeless Coalition, Somerville Homeless Coalition uh, has had meetings uh, with their staff in there because it's a it's a better environment than maybe some of the uh, expensive real estate here in Somerville that allowed them to bring 20 people into a room, have a 70 inch TV, do a presentation, nice air conditioned room. Uh, and, and so we're, we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but we, we continue to push on these community events. And, uh, you know, we have one coming up uh, in a couple of weeks here. It's called Fluff Fest. Uh, it's uh, it's in Union Square, which is another one of the the, the squares of Somerville. Somerville likes to call itself a, a city of squares, uh, and we'll be a, a gold level sponsor uh, because we thought that this was a great event for us to to engage with. It's uh, we really want to show the community that we we take this as a privilege, right? I, I want to go also into the point of when it comes to where you're located. Somerville is actually quite interesting. I was looking through Cambridge Day when they talked about when the store in Davis Square was opening. Uh, they made a point about how in Boston itself that adult use cannabis at that time, 2016, passed 54 to 46. But in Somerville in particular, voters in that city were much more welcoming of adult use than ever. What is it about the enthusiasm there? I also noticed that you know Somerville is also about a mile and a half south of harvard so you have all you said you mentioned tufts university you mentioned now i mentioned harvard a lot of college students and you know the makeup of the area what can you tell me about that why it is has this really has just worked out so well the enthusiasm a younger demographic possibly very much available to go ahead and go that they come to the store on a regular basis mm-hmm. yeah absolutely the, you know we that was one of the reasons why we decided to to select this as a the, as the place for Alex and myself to build a business. We we see you know I don't have the exact data offhand, but we we see a a lot of customers in the twenty one to forty range. Um, Somerville is a community where a lot of uh, students that just graduated from universities will move because of the the types of housing that that are available here. Uh, my wife, for instance, spent. 10 years in a three family home Um, that there are a lot of those types of individuals who have uh, just graduated, who, who look to Somerville as kind of an extension of Boston. We have the red line and the green line in Somerville. Um, And so it, you know, it affords us the opportunity to to serve a a diverse customer base. And, you know, where data and cannabis is very difficult at times and the technology doesn't always speak to itself. So one of the things that we're hoping to do is to, as we're now kind of stabilized in terms of being a business here and 
we can pay our bills, um, that uh, we're going to be dialing in some of the demographics and, and really finding unique and engaging ways of marketing to consumers. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And one of the things that you've been very vocal about, and I know this was a story about it, when it came to the MasterCard ban right now, where they're no longer servicing cannabis with sensories. I noticed that you've been quite uh, vocal about that. Boston Business Journal talked to you about that. Yeah. Uh, real quickly, what is it that you uh, came across that when you say as a dispensary owner, what are the options that are left now when this happens? Yeah, I mean, well, cashless ATM is still an option, and um, that is as close to traditional as we can get these days. Um, there are a lot of third-party groups coming up. I, I'm uh, prospected by companies that say that they can process all types of cards, regardless of this MasterCard plan. Um, but I think that holding ourselves to a higher standard is important, and that we we're not going to, we don't want to be a leader in terms of pushing the envelope when it comes to payment processing. We want to follow the rules. We want to, uh, you know, run as close to a traditional business as we can uh, in a difficult environment. Um, but it, it, first and foremost, you know, it, 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 we really want to be a symbol of what some of the onerous regulations are doing to cannabis operators. And, you know, what we would like to do is we'd like to accept all forms of payment. We'd like to be able to process payments on the sales floor or in an e-commerce environment. Uh, we're not there yet, uh, but we think that being vocal about our store and that if if you support the right operators who are in this for the right reasons, then I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. We engage with, you know, legal compliance, accounting compliance, banking compliance to make sure that we're always doing the right thing. I can't say that about every operation out there uh but we're open book you know come talk to us we'll we'll tell you what the struggle is and uh, i think that these are businesses that are in some ways set up to fail at times uh with some of the overregulation that can occur i want to ask obviously with one other thing when it comes to dispensaries and what is on the mind of the dispensary owners as well is no it hasn't been anything confirmed or official but we know that the hhs health and human services 
has recommended the reclassify cannabis with schedule three drug. As of August 29th, they sent that to the Department of Health and Human Services. They sent that over to reclassify cannabis as a Schedule Three drug under the Controlled Substances Act. We already know that if that were being made changes, then any provisions that 280E, the, the issues that IRS Code 280E would be put on when it comes to tax revenue, that will be taken away. That will be an yep. issue that would no longer be an issue for dispensary owners. When you look at that possibility, do you already have an idea of how much you be, would be able to go and save and what significant difference that would be if that came in as a relief? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, uh, being the type of organization that we are, where we constantly keep our finger on the pulse of that and, you know, without getting it, it's six figures uh, that it would save us. Uh, I think that when, you know, one of the things that's been very interesting with engaging with an organization like the Chamber of Commerce here in Somerville uh, is that wow, you can't write off any of your expenses, can you? No, no, we can't. So that we're, we're taxed on an income level that is extraordinarily high, uh, even when our businesses may or may not be profitable. Um, I, you know, I, I'm optimistic that there's kind of a changing sentiment here in the, the country uh, as it relates to cannabis and the operations of it. We, we still have a long way to go and we hope to be one of the groups that can help destigmatize it and and really bring it into Main Street. Uh, I, I'll always just keep going back. Our closest neighbors are Starbucks, Chase Bank, and the two most popular bar restaurants in the city of Somerville. We have fit ourselves into that community very well. There have been no incidents from yeah. our being here. Um, and I think people are taking note of that. And then uh, to add on top of that, the community engagement I mean, we've spent over twenty thousand uh, dollars this year in nonprofit sponsorships and donations. It's it's something that's core to the belief of the goods. It's good people, good product, good deeds. Um, and if it's not that, what are we doing? Right, agreed. So, with that said, let's go ahead and send people to the website, thegoodsforall.com. dot uh, com. So, the goods for t h e g o o d s f o r a l l dot com, and Absolutely. there's a number of products you got in here in terms of uh for flower sativas uh and various areas. So take us through the the line of product you have on the website, and for those uh, you know what's really been standing out that people have been really going uh, taking off the shelves. Uh, it's I, I don't deal directly in sort of the 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 product menu at the moment. I'm more of a licensing and finance uh, manager here, okay. uh, but. It's been very important for us to have a diversified product offering to our consumers. The way that the Massachusetts market was built, it it started with vertically integrated medical companies that were able to then co-locate adult use and medical under a single roof. It led to a lot of the early stage winners uh, selling a lot of their own products, and and that's a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, you know, it's a good thing because they have more price flexibility because they're creating their own flour, vapes, pre rolls, edibles. Uh, but it hurts the consumer when they don't have the diversified product offering. Right. Uh, what what we saw is that we needed to have a, a cross section of the best and brightest in Massachusetts, and I think that you know we're succeeding in that in a lot of ways. Uh, but it was a but a lot was about the customer end, and the customer uh, needed to be educated about why this flower versus that flower. That so many of the stores that have been uh, opened here in Massachusetts and throughout the country because we we went on a tour of about 50 dispensaries on the West Coast as part of this uh, endeavor. 
we, we wanted to be intentional throughout the entire life cycle. We want to open a dispensary through we're open and operating. We wanted to be intentional throughout the entire life cycle. And part of that was a diverse uh, product offering. What I will say is that the staff uh, recommendations are huge. Uh, new products tend to grab consumers. They're always looking for something that's uh that's new, uh, you know, whether it's a form factor, a blunt, uh, a chillum, um, a lot of new drinks have come onto the, the market that what our goal is to encourage the conversation so that the customer leaves with a better feeling about the product when they shop at my store, as opposed to other stores that are, are simply a fulfillment model. Uh, we think that taking the time to do, you know, a little bit of customer service and handholding is okay. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that we, you know, we're constantly looking at how we can improve. And uh, the the product offering will always be something that's difficult because you know I could pull every vendor out of the store, start over, um, and not duplicate anything that's on our current product offering. Um, but we, you know, we want to create those long term relationships because you know that's how this industry is going to you know really thrive. Is that you know. It, Somebody that, you know, constant reorders, uh, payables are, are a real problem in this industry. Uh, so we wanted to be the best payer with the most uh, diverse product offering imaginable and invite customers in to learn about the product so that when they leave, they, there's a chance that they'll create that loyalty to the brand and the loyalty to us as the retailer. Right, wonderful. So when, again, the website is thegoodsforall.com, one word. And I've been here once again with Chris Vining co-founder of The Goods, Somerville, Massachusetts. Go look them up if you're in the neighborhood or make sure to check out the website. Thank you, Chris, for being on. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. Appreciate the work you do for the industry. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.